welcome back to What the HR Podcast. I'm Jesse Novi, an HR business partner with CH Robinson. And I'm Mike Toole, HR technology consultant with SAP SuccessFactors. Hey, Kevin, welcome back to What the HR Podcast. Always so great to have you with us. Hey, Jess, thanks for having me again. Yeah. So I thought that it would be interesting for our listenership today to talk a little bit about the conversation of politic, uh, politics in the workplace. I know that the inauguration is behind us um, and probably some of the more heavy political conversation might be behind us as well, but I still think that this topic would be really timely. So wanted to get your insights just regarding you know, what, what is really lawful and or protected conversation within the workplace when it comes to um, employees and or maybe leaders within an organization talking about political beliefs and views? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question, really timely. Um, and this is something that I think a lot of, a lot of HR departments and companies just in general uh, addressed leading up to the election. Um, and I, you know, it just, it's an issue that hasn't subsided. I mean, the last, you know, month or so it's, has been, you know, uh, full of things to fight over and, and for, you know, emotions to run, run wild and all that. So to your question, it's, you know, it's something that employers need to be vil- uh, vigilant on. Now, one thing employers should know, and I think a lot of companies do know this, is that you know there's no first amendment right in the workplace that's not that's not something that you know so if you hear from employees like oh i have a first amendment right to say a b c or d the answer to that is no you don't um there's there's no first amendment right in in the workplace so sometimes you have to educate employees now i would never say like you go and tell employees that like that's not my recommendation but but i just think employers need to know that they have you know it's their property they're paying employees to do what they want within reason, within laws, uh, but they're paying employees to do what they want the employees to do in return for the money. Like it's it's kind of that simple. And the laws are one thing. There's not a lot of protections for employees, you know, with regard to like their political beliefs. That's not, it's not like race. It's not like religion, political beliefs. Now in some states it, it is, it's a little bit different, but at the at the national level, we don't have like a political belief protected class uh, like we do with race, religion, ancestry, you know, that sort of thing. It's important for employers to know, and I think most employers, they it, that doesn't mean that employers are going to go around and say, are you a Democrat or Republican or a Green Party or whatever, and we're going to fire you. Like that's that would never be recommend, recommended. And for the same reason that we have that most employers have expanded harassment policies that prohibit uh, a lot more, you know, uh, discriminatory or threatening or intimidating conduct than the law probably requires. It, that's all because of company culture, and it's because companies, for the most part, want to have a safe intimidation-free, productive workplace where where people can work and not feel threatened and just do their jobs. And I think, you know, it's a long-winded answer, but, you know, having an approach to employees uh, when employees are creating anxiety or maybe even discrimination or harassment in the workplace, uh, you know, over the issue of political beliefs, 
uh, it, having an approach and taking and implementing that approach is, is very much recommended. And, uh, and I think it's just better for, you know, efficiency in the workplace and, and just a, a nice, happier uh, workplace culture. Hey, Kevin, what about from a leadership perspective, is there any risk involved? You often see CEOs, you make public statements about kind of which side of politics they are on. What would you recommend or is there some risk involved with my company feels this way based on what you know maybe a senior leader said uh, and that potentially could make employees feel uncomfortable? Yeah, and a lot of a lot of times when the when the CEO or some you know owner or whatever it is when they're speaking, they're normally if you read between the lines, and it's really hard to read between the lines. But if you read between the lines, they're normally speaking on behalf of themselves personally and not on behalf of the company. And you know there there might be some reasons for that, but for the most part, it's not you know, it's just not a great idea from a cultural and morale standpoint. Uh, this world is, you know, this country is so divided uh, that, you know, if you come out hard on one side, it's just, you're going to alienate current employees. You're going to make it harder to recruit. Uh, when you're trying to recruit from people that are talented, you really, you know, whether whatever their political beliefs normally doesn't matter. Uh, you're you're trying to get people with a certain skill set. Why would their political beliefs matter? But if you're excluding people, they don't want to work for you because you've taken one side or the other. It's you know you're just going to limit your pool. And in a tight labor market, which I think we'll eventually get back to, uh, in a tight labor market, that's just going to be really really difficult for your for your company. Now there are some companies that are exceptions, and certainly if you're like a nonprofit, I think that could be a little bit different too. But but there are some companies where, hey, that's part of their culture. That's part of their, uh, you know, what their mission is. Um, and I, you know, just think, I don't know a lot of details about it, but I just think, you know, I drive by a Patagonia store and Patagonia on the outside of the store, they made it very, very clear that, that they, um, I think, think it, they were taking a real hard stance on climate change and they probably still are. And that's just for the election. But I think they were they were saying something like elect uh, elect politicians, political leaders who take a, a firm stance on climate change. Well, that makes sense because Patagonia's made the you know, that part of their mission. But most companies don't have those sorts of things as part of their mission. And so taking a stance on uh, is just it's just I, I just don't see any real upside to it. And if and when CEOs go out and do it, even if they say, "Well, I'm just saying it on behalf of myself," I I still think that has ramifications for their current employee population and as well as um, you know future recruiting efforts. I would uh, agree with that sentiment, Kevin. So really, just in summary you know, employers have the right to encourage employees to not talk about politics in the workplace, especially if it becomes disruptive and or prevents people from completing the work that the organization holds them accountable to. But at the end of the day, political conversation within the workplace, unless it becomes disruptive, perhaps really shouldn't be shut down or discouraged because it creates a culture and an environment where people can feel safe sharing views and opinions without maybe retaliation and or um, 
you know, shame, et cetera. Would, would you agree with that statement based on kind of what you originally shared or are there components of that, that you would poke some holes in? Yeah, I, I think so. I think there's a sweet spot and, and it's hard to, sometimes it's a, it's a struggle to find the sweet spot, especially when people are so um, polarized these days, but I think there is a sweet spot in encouraging conversation, encouraging camaraderie, but also making it clear that to the point that it's considered intimidating, harassing, uh, you know, potentially discriminatory, that, that at that point, then it's no longer welcome and it's not part of just your everyday dialogue. And at that point, it's not really the, co- I mean, the company should at that point then come in and police it but really no differently than they would, than they would police uh, like sexual harassment, intimidation and stuff. It, you know, once it, once it crosses a line, once somebody complains about it and the other person's, you know, not, uh, and they've, and they've asked the person to stop and they haven't stopped at that point, you know, again, we, we go back to kindergarten skills and we have to have a conversation and we have to sit down and just say, Hey, this isn't, this isn't what we're about. I'm not trying to tell you what what to believe or not to believe, but your beliefs, you've crossed the line in the way you've communicated them. And I, I need you to dial it back. I need you to make these changes because ultimately I want everybody to be safe and work here and not feel intimidated. And um, you're not, you know, being part of that solution. So I need you to make some changes so that you, so that we're back to what we want. Along those same lines, Kevin, I'm curious what your thoughts are regarding, uh, let's say, LinkedIn or maybe a social media platform where an employee of an organization, like where where an individual is linked to an employee of an organization. So I'll just use myself as, as an example to simplify this. I work for C.H. Robinson and I'm out on Facebook and it says on Facebook that I'm an employee of C.H. Robinson and I'm out there making some really strong you know, political statements, does an organization have any, you know, or should really an organization reach out to me and say, you know, Hey, Jesse, I'm, I'm fine with you making, you know, your, your personal statements regarding what your political beliefs are. But if you are, I would like you to, I would like to ask you that you remove your um, connection to CH Robinson as part of your profile on Facebook, for example. Yeah, that that's exactly that's that's the typical approach that a lot of companies uh, take to that situation. Um, they're not, you know, obviously your employer doesn't have control over your LinkedIn page uh, or your Facebook page, but that's the exact approach. That's the right approach to take because they they should just ask you, hey, remove it. We don't want to be affiliated because ultimately it could have blowback on us. And again, what you're if you're out there saying things, they might be entirely legal. There might be no harassment even. You're putting it out to LinkedIn. You're putting it out to Facebook. However, um, to the extent that it does, that whatever you're doing out on social media does creep back and, and uh, onto you know, your employer or it creeps into the workplace where coworkers have seen it and they're like, hey, you're, you know, something that I just totally don't agree with, or maybe you said some racist things. I'm not saying you did, obviously, but <laughs> just for, you know, for pretend and your, your racist things, like they, they hurt me. They affected me. Well, your employer should do some, you know, might have to come in and do something about that. But yes, your the approach generally is to ask the, um, the employee 
to remove any any affiliations with with the company. And yeah, per- perfect question actually to lead to mine, Jess. What you said earlier, Kevin, that First Amendment is not applicable within the workplace. So if an employee, if a company does take that exact action that you just mentioned, an employee said, well, it's my right freedom of speech, that actually does not hold any ground as far as the company is concerned. They are able to tell that employee, we don't want you to be linked to us because of the things that you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't even think an employee has a right to freedom of speech on, on Facebook or social media, but, but to your point, no, right. There's no, that, yeah, no, yeah, that, that's, um, that's something, you know, the employer doesn't have to uh, put up with just because the employee goes and says, says something. Um, it can be a little bit different if the employee is protesting on public land and you're protesting something legal. Those, you know, those sorts of legal activities that could be considered protected activity, that's a little bit different. We wouldn't, obviously, we would, we would want to be mindful of the search circumstance and not be retaliatory. Uh, so we, you know, again, this is why we have, why this is why companies have lawyers to talk to like me and stuff. But, um, but as a general rule, just because you go and say something on Facebook or LinkedIn, that doesn't protect you from um, just in and of itself from from the employer responding to it. Well, Kevin, I think that uh, these little uh, nuggets of of information and knowledge that you drop for our listenership is is always really welcomed, and um, hopefully, we touched on you know some of the most in, important, maybe asked topics when it comes to this pr- particular topic specifically. So, as always, um, if our listeners have more questions on this topic or others that um, that you know others that they might need some support on, how can they connect with you? Yeah, they're uh, welcome to call me uh, at my office at any time at 651-389-5000. Yes, with three zeros. (laughs) And and also uh, check out our my subscription based legal service program at uh, myhrgenius.co. Awesome. And you can also find Kevin on LinkedIn. His last name is Mosher and it is spelled M-O-S-H-E-R. So thank you again, Kevin. Always great to have you. Thanks, Jess. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the HR. If you want to hear more episodes like this, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever platform you're listening through now. If you enjoyed the podcast, do us a favor and share with your network, your boss, or your CEO. Help us get this podcast in front of anyone who wants to know what HR looks like when done well. Also, if you have any questions for show topics or people you'd like us to interview, please email Mike and I at podcast at tcsherm.org. That's podcast at tcsherm.org. If you want to find out more about Twin City Sherm or our upcoming events, please visit our website at tcsherm.org. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And finally, if you're not already a member of Twin City Sherm, please use code WHATTHR at checkout to receive $20 off your membership. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode.